You know, Nina will ask me to do intro video and after she go, go and talk the talk. And I'm like, she I'm just sorry. cannot. She I'm just sorry. need to stop. Okay. The Tasha is saying we are visually centric society nowadays even more. So is that your polite way of saying, yes, I poop and watch video <laughs> at the same time? And somebody who's a Facebook user is saying, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. We know you do. Or popcorn people. Okay, for, for, those, for those of you who are Facebook user, they say this again. Okay. Please allow StreamYard permission to see your name at streamyard.com slash Facebook. <laughs> yes, listen to Please Popcorn AI. She's actually listening to instructions now. Uh, it's obviously a no. she because she doesn't listen. <laughs> Guys, at least listen. <laughs> yes, Natasha said yes. Okay, welcome back Popcorn uh, family. I'm Nina. And I'm Amin and welcome to episode 35 of Popcorn Just Langa Show. Where we cover the latest on content creation, social media, entrepreneurship, and tech to help you guys position yourselves as business leaders and industry authorities through content creation. Now, in other words, we're Popcorn and we build Southeast Asia's business influences by building your authority, impact, and income on social media. Income is where we dress in red, very ongwa, okay? So this is if this is something that excites you, follow us on all our social media. Uh, can we have the links, Popcorn Come and join us. No. Come and join us. Yes. Come and Come join, join us. us. Yeah, Come enjoy awesome. right. Now, tonight, we are also talking about why video wins, marketing and branding that actually matters. Now, why are we talking about this? Because there's so many sucky videos out there, and I promise you, our speaker tonight will save us from video me mediocrity, uh, because mm -hmm. that's just something we do at PopCon. We make sure you guys are rock stars, the rock stars that you are, because why would you want to be mediocre when you can be awesome, right? Okay, so let's get straight into things. Before we intro, intro you to the speaker, if you're joining us for the first time, our episodes are very chillax and organic. If you have any comments or questions, simply type away in the comment section and we'll get them answered to you, okay? Um, now, so who do we have in the house? Our guest tonight is a superhero. Actually, he could be a villain, okay? He hasn't quite decided yet, so you tell us at the end of the episode, okay? But judging from the level of creativity contained within his mild-mannered form, he must be a mutant power. Now, as the CEO of I Am Media, it's kind of like Will I Am. <laughs> it's his job to make sure. Yes, yeah. to make sure the video, uh, the video uh, is used as a force for good, and the evil hordes of mediocrity are kept far, far away from the hearts and minds of innocent business owners and their customers like you. So, um, like you guys. So he's way, way more than your friendly neighborhood videographer. He's a detective, collaborator, and advocate for his clients, helping them clearly and succinctly communicate their core values while providing targeted video assets and digital campaigns to create awareness and sales. He's also a man of many talents from music producer, video director, and graphic designer. He's super powered approach to content creation keeps it ready to save the world at a moment's notice and today he has come to save the popcorn community okay so are you guys ready so ladies and gentlemen please welcome all the way from orlando florida alex minor how's welcome. it going okay, i gotta do this i gotta do this, I gotta do this. <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome to the show thank you so much uh, for joining us just for seeing <laughs> not, a right. problem, not a problem <laughs> All right, so Faiz Ruslan has just joined us. Let's go, he says. Now, um, now we're so honored to have you. Thank you so much. We have a lot of questions, yeah. and I know our people will have a lot of questions as well, and my phone is ringing, so I'll ignore it. Now, first things first, Alex, can you share a little bit about yourself? How did you go from music producing, right, video mm -hmm. directing to what you're doing today? How did you start? Well, it's it's a 
it's kind of a long wandering journey, so I'll try to keep it short. Basically, um, coming up, I was really into music. I wanted to be a rapper, a music producer, and singer, and so I did a lot of that, like high school, college. Um, but you know, after that, getting out in the real world, did some music, uh, released some records with a independent rap group, did a little bit of touring, but when it came to work, um, couldn't figure out how to make the music thing actually make me money. Uh, and, but I was really good with technology and eventually ended up working at a TV station from the TV station, went into freelance uh, audio visual stuff for the corporate events industry. And that's where I started doing camera work. Uh, and camera work in that industry is really boring. And But eventually I bought my own equipment. And once I had my own gear and could control what it was that I was actually, you know, documenting, shooting, whatever, that's when it became interesting. And it was like, oh, okay, so this is actually really cool. And I dove in feet first, trying to learn everything I could about, you know, the technical aspects, about storytelling and, and all of that. And it just, it became my obsession. And basically I haven't made a song in three or four years because of video. Um, okay. I mean, no regrets because video is actually feeding my family this year. So, <laughs> you know, where if I was dependent on music, I'd probably be on the street. Mm, I know what you mean, because in Malaysia, producing films doesn't make a lot of money. So that's what I was doing before. But anyway, um, um, do we know any music? So you basically rap. Probably not. Uh, okay. Like I was in a group called Caveman Theory and we put out uh, we put out a mixtape. We put out a record uh, and that was back in like 2007, I want to say. Uh, okay. And so we did a little tour and we were on college radio. We got bootlegged in Russia and Japan. But. But uh, nothing real big happened because, like, right when we were starting to catch steam, group broke up. So. Oh no, that's the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, but you basically were the rapper, I guess. Uh, it was me and two other dudes were rapping, and I was also making the beats, and we had a DJ who also made beats, and and yeah, it was good. We made good music. Got it. Maybe we'll get you to rap later if 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 you're okay with it. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, okay, so we kind of know how you transition, but right now, what do you do? How do you help business owners or what's your core specialty or your secret superpower? Okay, so I build myself as a video marketing strategist, and basically what that means for my company, I am Media. If you take a video production company and a digital marketing agency, you smash them together, you get something like us. And, and so we help our clients with creating content, video content, and if what they also want to do is combine that with digital marketing campaigns like Facebook ads, Instagram, uh, YouTube ads, things of that nature. We, we can also do that stuff for them. But a lot of it is the strategy part and the video marketing strategist is so important because video is a tool. And mm -hmm. a lot of people think that you're going to make a video and it's just going to magically work on its own to do something for you. No, it's like a hammer or a nail. Mm -hmm. Like if they're sitting on the shelf, they're not doing anything for you. You have to pick them up and put them to work. And we try to give our clients a lot of guidance and advice on how to put things to work. Um, but even in the formation of the content, the difference between us and a lot of videographers uh is that we don't just come in and say, hey, what do you want to shoot? We're like, okay, 
what is your business like? Where is your business trying to go? What are your goals? What are the things that you need to accomplish? How can we create assets that will help you move the needle to get you into that place? Uh, so it's a very it's a very different mindset. Uh, approaching things from a marketing mindset and a goal mindset rather than just let's create something that looks cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's a completely different mindset because basically what we're getting is somebody who knows not just how to shoot video, but how the whole thing works and whether this video will do well on social media and not just any social media, whether it's going to do well on Facebook, YouTube or LinkedIn, right? Because that's important. It, yeah. It's very important. Con platform context is something that a lot of people miss. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you listen to Gary Vee, he talks about that all the time, that you have to make things contextual to the platform that they're on. And, mm -hmm. and you really have to learn like the mechanics of the platform, how the algorithms work. But a lot of that you're going to learn through doing. A lot of people think that you just know this stuff out of whole cloth and you have to test it. Everything is mm -hmm. testing. And that's in, and, and mm -hmm. that's why video strategies require patience because a lot of times you're not going to get it right. The first time, like it mm -hmm. may not the the initial idea you have as far as where to take the campaign or how to implement something, it may not work. So you have to have the patience and the forethought to know that you'll probably have to attempt something more than once to get to the right answer. Okay, got it. So when you work with your clients, uh, um, do you like sort of do the videos for them and they kind of post it or you do everything for them? I don't do social media management. I have no interest okay. in that right now. Um, uh -huh. I do have some relationships with some great social media management companies. And so uh -huh. I try to refer clients over to them if that's what they're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you advice all day on on what kind of platforms to put your stuff on, how we format it, and, and all those sorts of things. But I, I, I ain't got the time or the patience to or, or the money to pay money. people to do all the all all of that yeah yeah because it's annoying i mean i i get it it's, it's whether you want to do it or not right yeah kind mm -hmm. of thing totally get you okay let's take a look at some of the comments so somebody's saying a uh, facebook user i've been in comic con but this is the most happening con <laughs> without a cosplay show i have no idea who that is jonah is saying hello nice. oh, oh auntie may says she's hoping to learn um auntie may is actually a um, facebook influencer and she does cooking videos Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, Auntie May, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, yep, I think that's it. If you guys have questions, let us know. Yep. Okay. So, another question I have is you say that with video, you got to test, you got to test, you got to test. How long are we talking about testing before you can actually see results? Um, well, some of that depends on how much content you're putting out, right? A lot of people make the mistake of they put out one video or a couple of videos and they look at the views on those and they think video doesn't work. It's like, no, you didn't give video enough chance to work. Uh, like one video is almost never going to do the job, right? There's a chance chance, a small chance that you can put out one video. And even if you have strategies where you put that video to work and you're putting it in front of people, a lot of times one piece of content is not going to do the job. You, I heavily believe in and mentors of mine heavily believe in that you need an ongoing stream of content to make sure that people not only remember who you are, but have the opportunity to get to know who you are and see who you are as a person, a brand, a company, what have you. Uh, and, and plus, so 
so that you stay top of mind. Top of mind is a, a very important concept when it comes to video. And the reason why you need to be constantly putting out content is because, I mean, especially the world the way it is today, we're all on our phones. We get flooded with so much content. If we don't see something from you more than once, we're not going to remember. Okay, definitely. Uh, totally. Um, uh, thank you so much. Um, also, Alex, you have a podcast. Um, what is I have your podcast a podcast. That it's it's on hold right now because I just got I got to the point where I was so busy I just couldn't keep putting out the and I wasn't putting out a crazy number of episodes. I was only doing two a month, but I was you know doing a fully produced video version plus putting out the audio and making that into micro content some of the stuff that i do for some of my clients and doing all of that for me alone also while also servicing my clients it just got to be too heavy and i had to take a break um i'm planning to relaunch in the new year with a new name and a new direction because i kind of i kind of figured out how to create a podcast that would serve people who heard it as well as serving me. Uh, and if you want to look it up, the name of the podcast is 1000 Miles, um, which is all about the entrepreneurial journey. We, we got like five or six episodes in, seven episodes in or something like that um, before I had to take my break. And the thing was the the whole uh, entrepreneurial journey was too generic. You know, it wasn't focused enough. Like I love mm -hmm. talking to people, learning their stories, helping them tell their stories. And, and some of the people who were on the podcast have taken uh, the footage and they're still using that footage to promote themselves now, like months later. Um, cause they've, cause I get, if people want it and they're on the podcast, I give them a copy, they can cut up the footage and do whatever they want with it. Um, and so some of them are still using clips from, from those podcasts to help promote themselves now, like months and months and months later, which is great. That's how you should do it. Um, you know, don't waste the content. Don't post it once and, and think, okay, it's over now. Like, no, reuse it. Like it's video. It lasts. Mm -hmm. Totally. That is something that we're, we're not doing. And that's my fault kind of thing. Okay. So Natasha is saying continuous stream of content needs to have a story with it, but most importantly, it needs to be relevant. That's her take. What do you have to say about that? Yes, it does. But the thing is, there doesn't have to necessarily be an ongoing story through every piece of content. That might be something that's too big for like if you're doing everything on your own, if you're not hiring somebody like me, trying to have an ongoing story thread through all of your content might be a little difficult for somebody to conceptualize and execute. Uh, small stories win, you know, if especially if it's something short where someone can digest it, get the whole point in that couple of minutes or that one minute, two minutes, three minutes, that wins because the easier you make it for people to take in and understand, the better it's going to be for you because you, the whole goal is to make people understand who you are and what you're about mm. and the value that you can bring. Okay. So basically it's got to be relevant, but at the same time, we've got to make it easy so that people can consume it easily. And in a, in, in an age where everybody's got short attention span on bite-sized content, so we mm -hmm. can, you know, cut it up into different sizes so that people can consume it easily. Is that right? Yes. So, yes, okay. and, and to speak to that a little bit more, there's, you know, between me and some of my, my cronies, we kind of, we kind of break it down into like three kinds of, content mainly so okay. there's so there's pillar content macro content and micro content okay and, what's the difference <laughs> okay so pillar content that's going to be like 
long form pieces that are going to last for a long time, highly produced things that you definitely want to bring someone in like me in on. Um, and, but they can also be broken down into bite-sized things later, or, you know, there's a lot of variety there, but macro content is, well, actually I kind of confused that macro content is what I would do define as this highly produced stuff that you want to bring someone like me in on. These are your campaigns. These are your website videos that are going to live for a long time. Things that that are not just like disposable, right? Mm -hmm. These are things that you want to represent you and represent your brand for quite a while. So you want them to be done right. You want them to be professional and well executed, mm -hmm. right? Pillar mm -hmm. content is more long form pieces like you know, classes, speeches, things where it's not necessarily highly produced, but there's a lot of stuff in it, right? Okay. And, uh -huh. and that's a lot of the stuff that you're going to break down, turn into micro content, which is those short form videos that you want to have, you know, your titles and captions and be formatted for LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, Facebook, stories, all that type of stuff. And, and, and micro content, like I said, is just what I was talking about. Those short form pieces where it doesn't necessarily need to be highly produced. It's just that's the stuff that's, you know, top of funnel content, stuff to keep you top of mind where somebody, you know, strolling across social medias may stumble across it and then they want to go digging for the pillar content and the macro content. All right. That sounds really, really good. How do we, uh, um, there's a question from an audience. Um, I'm just going to put this on. I know that was a question earlier, but we're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, I mean, is the Facebook sorted? Because we kind of went off, right? In a bit. Uh, change. I kind of sorted out just now. So it should okay, be got okay. It. Yeah. Um, Shazwin, hang in there because um, I just want to get through this particular questions first uh, before we go into yours. Okay, so before we go into the questions, can we take one step back? Why does video win? What is actually happening in today's world that requires us to use video for the benefit of everyone watching? I mean, and do a lot of businesses get it that video is important? What's your take on this? Most businesses do not get it that video is important. Um, with everything that's going on in the world, the pandemic, all of that stuff, a lot of businesses are more reliant on video in some capacity. Like us, we're on this call; it's via Streamyard. But you know, people use Zoom, they use GoToMeeting, they use whatever platform. So a lot of people are dependent on video just for a communication aspect because you know, trying to get a ton of people on a conference call or whatever just sucks. Uh, but beyond that necessity, they a lot of them are still struggling to see what the, the potential that is in video. Right. Um, even though, you know, like my wife, she works for a hospital chain. And and so they're doing video meetings every freaking day. Uh, but it, so they're more dependent on video than ever. But they don't always see that video is essential for their marketing and their branding. I mean, they're hospitals, so they do do a lot of that. They've got the money to throw around, but especially for smaller businesses, they, they either think that video is too expensive. It's too involved. It's too difficult. Content only has to be as difficult or as complicated as you want it to be. It can be as simple as pulling out one of these and doing the selfie mode and saying, Hey, just wanted to update you on what's you know, what's going on with our company or, you know, I just wanted to get on here and share a quick tip about 
you know, whatever your area of expertise is, it can be really, really simple. And there are people who have been built strong personal brands and, and strong social media platforms with just their cell phones. Mm, definitely. We, we swear by it. He was making fun of me for using phones. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I have a question on this. Um, based on your own experience on this, uh, with your interaction with businesses and all that, why is there such resistance to use video for businesses? Uh, well, one, it's just kind of tradition. So back in the day, like 20, 30 years ago, well, even and even farther than that, a business could be a business. It could be a faceless corporation where you didn't know anything about anybody who worked there and it could make money and people could value it. And, and, you know, you, you go on about your business and, but the world's changed. Now people are not satisfied with doing business with faceless entities, not knowing where their money is going, not knowing who they're doing business with. They want to, we're in an information age. We have been for a long time. And now a lot of that information include that people want includes knowing who's behind the curtain, who's pulling the strings, who's the decision maker, where the buck stops at the end of the day. Right. And Yep. And that's why personal branding is so big right now, because uh, because 30, 40, 50 years ago, you wouldn't have known who was the head of Virgin. You wouldn't have known who the head of Apple was or Microsoft or Google or any of those types. I mean, Google wasn't around like 40 years ago. But if a company the size of Google was around, you would have had no idea what the name of the CEO was unless you were like in the business world, you know, but yeah. now it's a thing of you want to know who these people are. You're able to look up things about them. Uh, they're out there. You can't hide anymore. And the thing is, if you are a business that's trying to be larger and trying to hide, people are very people want to know why you're trying to hide. Like, why don't you want me to know anything about you? What is wrong with you or wrong with your company that you're afraid to put yourself out there? And, and I think this is what people don't get, right? Because information is so available out there or somebody's going to pick up a phone and record you and stuff like that. The future of things is that companies and not just companies, governments, even politicians have got to be real and, and authentic and, and have the highest integrity because you, you don't have time to kind of lie, right? <laughs> because it's, it's so get... hard to maintain the lies these days because there are yeah. recording devices everywhere. Um, exactly. and, and there are people who are just waiting in the wings for the opportunity to catch you slipping. But mm -hmm. if you're the one putting the most content out there, you're the one controlling the story. Um, the, the way I like to put it is either you're going to tell the story or somebody else is going to tell the story. And why wouldn't you want to be the one telling your story? Um, that's why people hate reporters and, and news outlets and TMZs, because they are looking for those gotcha moments. They're looking to catch you when you're not, you know, 100 percent on your game and be like, aha, gotcha. You're not as perfect as you said you were. But it's, mm -hmm. if you're always showing who you are and people already know, you can never be caught slipping. You can never be caught in a moment where it's like, oh, you messed up now. Because it's like, because if you make a mistake, I, yeah. people will already know what kind of mistakes you make because you've shown them. 
And, and I love what you're saying. Rather than get somebody else tell my story, I might as well be the one owning my story and telling my story, be the author, like what um, Natasha is saying here, so that, you know, if I effed up, I'm going to go, ah! instead of somebody saying, oh, my God, coming out on TV, oh, my God, Nina effed up. Instead, I'll just say, hey, you know what? I effed up. and I'm going to get more viewers. Right. Right. Vulnerability is something that a lot of people are not comfortable with yet. Um, But the ones who are, they're the ones who are winning because that vulnerability, it makes you more human. And that's what video helps do these days. It's human connection Uh, with with without the human connection, ironically enough. But (laughs) video is one of the only mediums where you can quickly and transparently really communicate the core of who you are. Uh, Cause with a lot of my clients, I do a lot of branding videos and my whole goal is by the end of that two to three minutes, I wanna give the audience, the potential customer or client enough information so that they are already in the back of their mind starting to form an emotional connection with you or with your brand. And that's possible with video, like a website full of a bunch of text and stock photos is not gonna do that. You know, social media full of random pictures is not going to do that. No matter how clever the captions are, like maybe somebody will will get to know you through that writing over time. And I mean, it's completely possible for people to feel like they know who you are through your writing, through your through through those other mediums. But it's not anywhere near as fast. We are inherently skeptical of the written word. Um especially when it comes to things like testimonials and reviews and, and whatnot. But the second you put someone on camera and they're saying something, we tend to have more faith in what it is they're talking about. Unless okay, you're a so politician. Then we, so all, that, then we think you all <laughs> They were born to act, right? They should, they should win Academy Awards. Okay, so basically video can really create marketing and branding that actually matters. In other words, yeah, what yeah. You have just to relate question? back, yeah, uh, just relate back to this when he said something about, uh, with Alex, you were saying something about, uh, you know, it's when you don't post any video, at the end of the day, I, I, I can relate that to all the negative news is happening nowadays, because we have been, we are consuming a lot of negative videos going on, but the good guys are not doing anything about this, right? They, they are, they are not producing any good content, they are not producing any good video out there, and they just sit down there and say, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. Right. There's a couple of reasons for that. Now, one of the biggest reasons is people are just not comfortable on camera, you know, and and that's, that's fine. That's natural. That's to be expected. Like I was not this good on camera when I first started, like I've been on, I've been a YouTuber for two years. I've been creating my own videos for, for like three, four years. Uh, So it, you don't, learn to build Rome in a day. Like you got to walk before you crawl. You got to, you know, you got to walk before you can run. Um, There's levels to everything. Uh, And you got to put the work in to get there. Uh, You know, and and part of the problem is people who are good at it, who are experienced at it, we make it look so easy that when somebody is just starting and they're not able to do it that way, they get discouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I just say like you get, especially when you're first started, you got to do a lot. You got to do as much as you can, because the more that you do, the faster you'll get comfortable and the faster you'll get good. Um, so discomfort on camera is a big reason. 
-hmm. and then when it comes to those good people you're talking about, a lot of times they just don't want to add to the noise. Like they're afraid that if mm. they get on camera and start expressing their viewpoint, that they're just adding to the noise and they don't want to be that type of person. Like me, really, like I I'm, I get on here and I talk good and I look good and I sound good. And like, like I'm an introvert. Like I would rather stay stay in my corner with a good book and just kind of like let the world pass me by most days, but I can get on here and 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 I can talk and I can express myself and I can put my views out there. But a lot of people they think that if they're doing that they're just adding to the noise. Um, mm -hmm. My personal point of view is that there's an audience for everyone. You just have to go out there. You have you have to give them the chance to find you, and mm -hmm. once they start finding you, you have to keep feeding them like you know what i'm saying you have you you have to keep giving them a reason to come back uh and uh, another thing with social and, and feeding into that when talking about social media and stuff a lot of people are afraid to post frequently because one like that whole noise situation but they th think that there's a lot of gurus and people out there who will tell you, you shouldn't post more than you know once per day on this platform or twice per day on this platform my my thing is if somebody is your target audience if they're really into you and they really value who you are and the information that you put out there and the things that you have to say they will not get tired of you Okay. Um, and also, they're never going to see every piece of content that you put out. The way social media works, the way these algorithms work, unless they're a super fan and purposefully looking for all of your content, they're never going to see it all. Okay, yeah. got it. I think yeah. that's a very good point. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, comments on social media. We will get to it. So I think let's get to the part, the juicy part, the how-to, okay? Uh, let's focus mm. on the how-to. So how does one create videos that's unforgettable every single time? Is it possible, number one? Is there a process? Is there a formula to it? Okay, the one th you're never going to be unforgettable every single time. Unless you're just doing something outlandish, over the top, and... You know, every video is some magnificent, gigantic event. You're never going to be unforgettable every time. And and most businesses, whether you're a small mom and pop businesses or even a larger business, they ain't got the budget for that. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that you become unforgettable with video is by always showing up. And so you quoted some of those statistics from HubSpot and places like that earlier, talking about how people retain things. Uh, and and you hear a lot of statistics about this many marketers use video in their campaigns mm -hmm. in the last year and this percentage and that percentage. The thing is, when it comes to business owners, most of the ones that I talk to are not using video. The majority are not using video. So right. why wouldn't you want to do something that's instantly going to make you stand out from the competition? Just you starting to put out one video a week. Shoot, putting out one video a month will likely make you stand out from the majority of the competition and whatever your niche is because the majority of your competition is not doing video. So why wouldn't you want to have that advantage? And like we were talking about, nobody's and like we were talking about with, uh, you know, controlling your story, nobody's going to care about your business as much as you do. Nobody's going to talk about your business the way that you will. Why wouldn't you want to use that to your advantage? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, got it. Um, Faiz Ruslan is also asking, what kind of things can make videos stick in people's memory? For example, sound design, story, pacing. What's your advice? 
um, all those things can contribute and all those things are things that you will learn over time the more that you the more that you do video um, and also the more that you consume video uh, a, another problem is that a lot of people don't consume enough video of the type that they want to put out uh, you've got to study you got to study you got to learn your craft um, and if you don't have the time to study and learn your craft then you need to hire somebody who studied and learned the craft to help you do things the right way or do things the most effective way um, mm -hmm. and, and the the thing that you can do the most is to think about the person who is going to be watching it don't make the content that you want and that you think is going to be value valuable make the content that they want and they're going to find valuable and the way that you find that out um is research and part of that research is just doing the videos and putting them out that's part of the research people don't understand that like part of doing the research is actually putting the stuff out and getting feedback seeing what people say seeing what the statistics and analytics the numbers say and using that to start making smart decisions um data you need data and data mm -hmm. comes in in many 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 forms but you you got to start doing your research to to be able to figure out what's going to be valuable and also stop thinking that you as the creator or the business owner understand what is quality content let the market tell you mm -hmm. but you got to give them an opportunity to tell you okay so it sounds like one video is not going to cut it you got to keep trying and keep doing because it's all about testing isn't it because when you're testing when you're creating content you're getting to know your audience you're getting to know what they want to watch from you and um and, and you're creating content that they want because a lot of the time a lot of people create content that they think they want mm -hmm. when you know they should be creating and adding value to their clients right um, right yeah Another thing you mentioned was, what was it? I forgot. Was that right at the tip of my head? And I completely forgot about it. I mean, anything, any, uh, what are other video best practices that you can share with us? Um, do a lot. Do a lot. Do as much as you can do without it affecting the way that you run your business. Okay. Um, because like I said, because when you're making videos and you're putting them out into the world, in effect, what you're doing is cloning yourself. You're putting another copy of you out into the world and leaving these digital breadcrumbs for people to find and just go down the path back to your business. And as they go along that path, that customer journey, if you're adding value, if you're saying the right things, if, if you're giving them the things that they need, there will eventually come a point where they're ready to buy from you. Right. Um, and, and it may be a thing of they're not ready to buy today. It might be they're ready to buy a year from now or they're ready to buy two years from now. But if you're not putting out that content, not get, not leaving that opportunity, you'll never catch that person. I'll give you an example. So there's a YouTuber right now that I'm kind of obsessed with. His name is Alex Steele. He's a he's a mm -hmm. kid from the UK. He's a blacksmith. And um, I found his his videos because I started watching these blacksmithing videos on YouTube, but the majority of the blacksmithing videos on YouTube, nobody talks. They just film them, you know, hammering the thing and doing the process. And at the end you see the beautifully made thing. And, and those are great. Like they're process videos. They look cool. I like seeing the end result, but the difference with Alex Steele was he was the first channel that I found. And there are more than just him, but he was the first one that I found where he, got on the camera. He was explaining things. He was he was 
talking you through the process. So even if you had never done blacksmithing before, you could start to learn and understand and and find value in what he was doing. So like now, all those blacksmithing videos were that I watched before him, where I they were doing random things that I'm like, why are they putting that knife in an oven? What the hell is that like? What is that stuff that they're dipping that in? Why is it on fire? Like he answered all those questions. Like I know way more. I know way more about blacksmithing now from binge watching his content that I did two months ago. And it's super interesting. And it's got me even considering trying to do some knife making or something as a hobby in the future. Like none of those other channels did that. And he's also got a website full of merch, which I really want to buy. And I'm trying to stop myself from doing, but I never would have become a customer if he hadn't got on camera made me you know told those stories explained things made me see that he knows what he's talking about and and made me invested in his brand okay got it so it's basically cloning yourself and 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 because and most it's of the so videos old. and most of the videos of his that i've been watching are from a year ago two years ago three years ago wow. so like the first videos that i found from him were from at least two or three years ago so that's content that's living that caught me. He doesn't have to do anything. Uh-huh. Like he didn't have to do anything to acquire me, to put me in his pipeline. It was out there waiting for me. I stumbled across it and now yeah. I'm a fan. Right. Okay. Totally, totally yep. get this. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, what I got a few. I do- you, you got what? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go, you go okay. ahead first. Uh, since we have a couple of food influencers here, what would be your advice for them? Because, you know, they they they, they do a lot of cooking videos and, and stuff like that. What's your advice for them? Um, don't be afraid to get on camera. You know, like a, a lot of food videos. And, and now there's value in all sorts of different type of cooking videos. You got the, you know, the square social media ones where it's just hands over the pot and they come in and they dump the stuff in the pot and they give you some instructions. Like those are cool, but I have no idea whose hands those are, you know? And after the video is done, unless I really, really want to make that recipe, I don't value it anymore. But if I know who's cooking, if I know some of their story, if I know that they have been at it for 20 years and now they're doing this channel and they've got, you know, two kids who are always running in and stealing cookies, like that makes me more invested. You're like, now mm-hmm. I know who you are. I know what you're about. I don't feel like you're just trying to get me to watch your video for likes and clicks and views. Like, like I want to know who's on the other end. I, I think you're so right because um, a lot of the time why YouTubers are so, uh, why, why people are so invested in YouTubers because you feel like they're your friend. You're invested in their story and what happens to them, right? Like if they get sick, you're like, oh my God, this has happened because <laughs> you right. you're going through their life the way you're going through your life. It's like they are your friend. So guys, if you're listening, know, add in those personal elements so that people get to know you. Yeah. My uh, my theory for this is that in the beginning they are just shy. Like Tati Kamal here says, "Do I'm not an introvert? I just don't want to look bad." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, a very a yeah. Way. Okay. The the thing about Tati is that she's an extrovert. She's not an introvert. And yet, one of the biggest things about her, and not just her, but for a lot of Malaysians, we are so scared to look stupid on camera, to look bad on camera. What's your advice for that? How do we overcome that? Uh, well, you just gotta realize when you first start, it's going to suck. Like there's no, there's no getting around that. When you first start, you're going to suck. Um, but the more that you do, the more, but there's power in that. Okay. Uh, here's the thing that I want you to understand. When you first start, nobody's watching and nobody cares. Yeah. 
And that's when you that's when you need to make the most content. Because while you're getting your training wheels on and learning how to do things, you want to do all the mistakes and all the messing up while nobody's watching and nobody cares. So by the time that you really start to pick up steam and build an audience, you're great at it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, Tati, I've been telling you that you have to wait for a guy from Orlando to tell you that. Thank you very much, Alex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, this we've is kind of got... uh, sorry. This is kind of related to uh, Abby. Abby says something. Now hold on, yeah. Yes, I received. Criticism. I received. Uh, yeah, I received it. Yeah. I received criticism from an audience about my video. Okay, and I love this because Viv just came in. Viv is one of our students in Popcorn, one of our Popcorn community. Abby just do uh just bought Bodo, which means the Malay just do stupid smile and wave <laughs> kind of thing. And I was gonna say, Abby, join the Popcorn community because we understand what it's like to look stupid on camera. We're good at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right okay and auntie may yes more videos okay we want to see your face we want to know how many grandkids you have if you have any and how many um boyfriends you have if you have boyfriends <laughs> unless you have a husband i guess okay yeah. so oh rizal has a fantastic question alex your webcam cam is so cool and very clear what cam model are you using um, oh, i'm in my advert voice I'm I'm using one of my production cameras that I use for when I shoot my clients' projects and my projects. I I can't do the webcam thing. Like I'm too much of a snob. I I, I can't do it. I can't. Okay, do it. so this is like how is it a DSLR or is it like a huge camera kind of thing? Now this is a Panasonic GH5. It's a mirrorless camera. It came out about three years ago. But these are my workhorses. You can find them for about well, I don't know about in your country, but on in the U.S. In the U.S., you can find them on eBay for around a grand around a thousand dollars um but they're super capable cameras the reason i love them is because they're small they're compact uh i can i can have three of them in a case that would only contain one bigger camera the lenses are smaller and and uh they've got features that you only get on like six thousand dollar cinema cameras and up wow okay so, okay Rizal. so i have a question for this uh so in your opinion for people to start that's equipment really matter no. When if people are trying to start and just okay, caveat, caveat. Caveat. The, the thing that that if you've got a decent cell phone with a decent camera in it, and most cell phones that are coming out within the last year, two years have a decent camera in them, the most important thing, the two most important things to to make your videos better are lighting and audio. So uh, you can find, at, at least in the U.S., I don't know what it's like over there. You can find cheap uh, lapel mics, or even can't, or even microphones that will plug into your cell phone that will make the sound better. You can find cheap lighting solutions from brands like Viltrox, or uh, where are some of them? Uh, Viltrox, Godox, uh, newer N E E W E R, um, cheap lighting brands that. Or, or just go buy a window that's well lit. You know, use <laughs> go outside, use the sun. Those things are free. Um, okay. Sunlight always wins. Just make sure the sun's in front of you, not behind you, because I see so many people do that and it drives me nuts. You always want to be lit from the front. You want to be the brightest thing in the picture if you can, because the autofocus on most cameras goes to the brightest thing in the picture. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you want good audio. Speaking of lighting, ring light or square lights? I'm not a big fan of ring lights because mm, most yes. people, I, the reason I'm not, well, like I said, I'm a snob. Like right mm -hmm. now I've got, 
What one? One, two, three, four, five. I got five lights going right now. Um, wow. You're going to do a tour of your studio one day and we'll post it into our community pages. Yeah. So, so like I've got, you know, I got a light doing this, uh, doing this thing right here. I've got my main light that's giving me the face right here. I got another light over here that's filling in some shadows. You can see it makes a little difference when I wave my hand in front of it. And then I got uh -huh. the color lights on the background. But I'm a snob. Uh, like I got all this gear. And so I play with it and I like creating, you know, these colorful looks. But you don't need all that. You don't need all that to get started. Um I've seen okay. people winning on LinkedIn just with their cell phones every day. There are mm -hmm. amazing YouTube channels out there where they're just doing things with their cell phone. Indeed. Um, if you want to do live streaming, all you got to do is get a little cell phone tripod and go live on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Like mm -hmm. there's so many things that you can do. So if you've got a smartphone, no equipment doesn't matter. You can upgrade later once you've figured out if video is actually something you want to keep doing. I don't want people to go out and dump a bunch of money into it before they get to a point where they're like, okay, this is actually something that I really want to do. Now, depending on what your brand is like, you may be, you know, like if you're a, uh, a high ticket brand coach, um, service provider, you may say for the sake of my brand to keep things in alignment with the image that I've already crafted, I need to jump right into professional grade stuff, then yeah, maybe you will invest in that equipment or you're going to go out and hire somebody like me or bring somebody on staff that's full-time to help you with that. There's there's nothing wrong with doing either one of those things, but if you're going to be doing it by yourself, independently making your own videos to start, start with your cell phone. Don't go out and dump a bunch of money into, into camera gear and all this other stuff because that stuff takes time to learn how to use. You already know how to use mm. a cell phone. Yep. Okay. I, I love that. So when you're just starting right. using cell phone until you think you can go to the next level and then buy stuff, make money first I, before you buy equipment. Yep. I can relate to the snob thing. Uh, because he's a snob and he was dissing me for using smart uh, smartphone to do <laughs> videos. Smartphone is perfectly fine, especially like the new Apple stuff, like the stuff that they got in the newest iPhones is crazy. Yeah. Like the the lidar and all that Ooh, stuff. Like definitely. Okay, so I just want to say a couple of things. If you guys are listening in and you love what you're listening <laughs> so far. So it's like five lights. Yeah, exactly. Please share this out to people or tag people who you know will benefit from this. And Viv is saying, Jesus, five lights. Do you have bats? Popcorn AI is responding. Uh, obviously, not bats. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, oh, and somebody is saying, like, you ride a bike, just ride it. Yes, that's right, Yamin. You got it. Okay, if you have any other questions, let us know. Just do it. Yamin's my idea, by the way. Hi, okay. buddy. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. I should have known from the name. Okay, uh, Natasha is also asking, question for food influencers. She's noticing quite a number of videos of people reviewing other people's cooking. Like, for example, I don't know if you've seen this video. It's Uncle Roger. He's supposed to be like a Chinese uncle. He's actually a comedian. He's young. Okay. And he's dissing, and he's Asian, right? And we're, we're, you do not mess with the way we cook rice, okay? So there's this British-born Indian, I think, who's cooking rice and she's straining it, and we do not strain rice in Asia, all right? So that video actually went viral because he was commenting about how she was cooking rice, and it's hilarious, you know, kind of thing. So is this like a new trend to increase traffic to their own channels? 
Uh, it could be. I'm not well. I'm not super well versed in food influencers, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, in, in general, on like Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, even reaction videos, critique videos, mm-hmm. they're kind of a big thing. Like I don't personally understand it. Like like doing reaction videos, like. Uh, let me watch this commercial for the first time and react to it, or let me watch this movie for the first time. Like, I don't understand why that is interesting to people, but it is. Like, there's mm-hmm. tons of channels, tons of influencers who the majority of their content is that, and they get millions of views. So I'm like, okay, it, it works for people. Like, roll with it. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's obviously working. Okay, got it. Um, Faiz is asking, who is your your inspiration in terms of video creators? Oh, geez, there's such a long list. Um, but if, okay, so. At the top of your head. With video creators, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with I'll stick with YouTube because that's primarily where I, I watch a lot of other video creators. Um, there's a guy in Pennsylvania named Scott McKenna who he's really cool. I, I've been watching him for like two three years as he's built his production company, and and I'm actually trying to get like him. Like he's he's where I want to be. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Roberto Blake is cool. Uh, I, I watch a lot of the big names. Well, I, I watch a little bit of the big names like Sarah Dietschy, Gerald Undone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, I got to give a shout out to, to Caleb Pike. He runs a channel called DSLR Video Shooter. Uh, I learned a ton from his videos. Like when I was first getting into filmmaking and, and wanting to be on YouTube and learning my cameras, um, I learned a ton from him. Like uh, basically he taught me lighting through his YouTube okay. channel. All right, um, got it. And and he he made me love lighting with just the way that he broke it down, his tutorials and stuff. Um, who who else? I've watched so many YouTube channels. It's crazy. Um, uh, Tommy Calloway, he's really dope. He he does a lot of lighting reviews. So if you want to know about different lights and how to get your lighting set up right, Tommy Calloway is the guy right now. Um, and there's another dude named his channel is called New Layer, uh, where he does a lot of lighting reviews right now. Um, I don't know. I watch a ton of YouTube, probably okay. more than I should. You know, you who's yours? Mine, uh, mm. uh, Casey. Sorry, I'm, I'm still a Casey fan. And right when I decided to follow him, he stopped. <laughs> so, oh, Casey like, Neistat? Yeah, Casey Neistat. Yeah, hello, Casey Neistat. He, I mean, yeah. he's kind of he's kind of coming back, but uh, he's not as yes. he's not, not as consistent thing. as he was. Yeah, and it's uh, I think I love the New York ones. I don't quite like the um the LA, the LA. ones. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I also have another one. I'm watching Alexandra Gator. She does a lot of home uh home makeovers kind of thing. So I kind of like that. Okay. Oh, and, and tiny tiny homes. There's this guy, Tiny Living or whatever. I, don't ask me. You know why? Because I was watching all these crime dramas. So, <laughs> so they just, my friend said, no, you're not watching any of that. You come back and stress me out. So, so then I went to Tiny Home Living because it's safer. <laughs> okay. So Viv is asking, Alex, do you think video content for businesses should be highly curated for newbies? Example, create a weekly, fortnightly show or just be random? You don't need to create a show necessarily or to be a or for it to be a series it just needs to be consistent um okay. cons- like consistency is more is probably more important than anything um because what consistency will help you do is create expectation with your audience. If they know that they can depend on content coming out from you on a regular schedule, then they can start to look for it. They can start to plan things around it. So 
So if you want to do a weekly or a monthly or a fortnightly show, that's great because that repetition will enable people to say, okay, I know that they're going to be doing something here and I can mm -hmm. show up for that. Um, if it's just random, if you're just tossing random bits out here, here and there, it's going to be harder for, for you to create that expectation with people because they never know when you're going to show up. Um, the, the more you can show up, the better. Okay, got it. So basically, just as long as it's not going to negatively impact your business, go for it. Okay, so basically, it's consistency, right? The most important thing. I mean, did you put up something? Yes, I did. Uh, this is one okay. from uh, Biff. Yeah, uh, Alex, oh, do you think you content uh, for business? That's the same question I asked just that's now. Question, right, yeah. Right. yeah, okay. Right. So, um, since we're talking about that, what, in your opinion, is where most people get stuck at or they fail when they're creating their videos? What's the biggest challenge? Um, friction. People, people have too much friction in, in their process. And what I mean by that, like, and it's not just with video creation it's with anything. We as humans, we hate friction. We hate for things to be difficult. The more difficult it, it is for us to get something done, the less we want to do it. Uh, and that's with all things in life pretty much. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so, so the best thing that you can do to, to make, uh, video creation a habit is to figure out ways to reduce the friction. So if you can have a permanent setup or a semi-permanent setup, a way that simplifies your creation process, do that. If you can, if you, uh, another thing is batch recording content is a recommendation I make to a lot of people. Um, if you don't know what that is, that means creating more than one video at a time. So, uh, uh, mm -hmm. I recommend to my clients and I and uh, a lot of other video creators who do, you know, retainer based things for clients on an ongoing basis. Um, we're not it's not a separate shoot for every video. It's you get together with the client, you set up and you sh you shoot the all the content for a month in one day or a half a day. Uh, because the thing is, uh, you don't, these videos don't need to be massive productions. They can be, you know, one, two, three minute pieces. Those, that, that micro content that we were talking about, um, or even better, you're doing something like this, uh, a live stream, a podcast, something where you don't actually have to think about the content that's being created. It's just being created on the spur of the moment. Then you take the recording like you guys are going to do. And like, I'm going to do, you take the recording of the big thing, then you chop it up for the best moments. Cause I guarantee we said something smart in the past hour. So oh, pretty sure. So it's the, the one about the author, be the author. I, I can tell you that one. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, so if you're on a podcast, you're doing a live stream, a zoom call, like a video business meeting, even these are all opportunities for content. If you take that recording and either you or someone you hire or someone, you know, can cut that, can go through that, find those nuggets of information that you drop because if you're if two smart people are talking for more than 20 minutes you're going to say at least two or three things that are epic just chop those out put some put a title and some captions on it and put it on your social media yeah. and see what happens okay exactly got it. this is um, advice which is coaches and trainers as well uh if you're doing podcasts and live live telecasts it's like just one hour but if you're doing a training via zoom and i know in malaysia you you do like an average of four hours training via zoom he's talking there should be some nuggets that they can actually edit, right? But no, you don't want to do that. I tell you, uh, people. Uh. Yeah, like these, <laughs> okay. are, these are super missed uh, opportunities for content. 
Um, yeah. And I tell people all the time, like, like if you do a lot of stuff via Zoom, you can go into your Zoom account. There's a setting that you can enable that will rec automatically record your Zoom calls. So every time you as long as you're the host. So it's like if you're hosting Zoom calls, every time you open up Zoom, it'll automatically start recording. You could take those files, chop them up into content for your social media. I've got I've got so many calls on my computer right now from this year. Like I can't even get to them all. It's ridiculous. Um, um but those are but those are some of my greatest pieces of like LinkedIn content is just conversations that I have with people because because I have calls where it's just me and another video creator, you know, shooting the breeze, just talking about what we do with video. Um, you know, people asking me for advice, giving coaching to you know to clients, or just you know, talk or just networking sessions where you happen to say something dope. Like you there's tons of valuable things that we say that just disappear into the ether. Mm, Don't waste right. them. Actually, this is the best time to record content, right? Because we're forced to have Zoom. We cannot meet people. So you should be hitting the yeah. record button. Yeah. Um, Shazwin has a fantastic question, which I'm going to ask. But is it true that the moment you produce too many free content, people tend to digest it for free and we shall have friction later when it comes to selling that particular mm. service as a content? Here, here's the thing that you need to realize. The majority of people are never going to hire you. Okay, so what does that mean? Sorry, could you explain more? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, wait, we'll, wait, we'll, wait, we'll break yeah, it down. Do you still have a video? Hold on, yeah? Wait, wait. We did not know that. Yeah, so the, the, the mistake that people make and the unrealistic expectation that people have is that every person who watches your video is a customer. No, the majority of people who see your content are never going to buy from you. Your goal is to put out enough content and be in front of the face of that five, three, two percent of people that will actually take action eventually. Because the majority of people who see your content, who engage with your content, they're never going to buy from you. Um, and you don't need them. They're not your real customers. You, so you just have to make the content valuable enough that the people who need the type of service you provide will eventually say, okay, it's time. I need them because I don't want to do it myself or I can't do it myself, even though their content is teaching me how to do it myself. I ain't got time for that. I don't want to do it. I don't want to think about it, but I know I need it. Yep. I was yep. just about to yep. say, Shazwin, uh, some people just do not want the headache to learn and stuff like that. They will outsource it to you and they're looking for credible partners. And right. we ourselves have, have experienced it. People still come back to us, right? Right. All that yeah. content, it's authority building. It's brand building. It's, it's, it's growing that trust between you and the potential client. Uh, like people get really afraid. They have that scarcity mentality where they think if they give it all away, it means they're giving money away. No, because the majority of the people are going to watch your content, say, cool story, bro, and keep it moving. Then there's going to be another smaller section of people who are going to watch your content, find value in it, and start implementing the things that you're teaching them. And they're going to come back and be like, oh my God, you changed my life because you taught me how to do this thing. And that's great advertising for you. And then there's going to be the people who are your actual customers who are like, or even some of those people who implemented changes and their life changed, there's going to be some type of advanced concept or thing where it's like, you changed my life. And that other thing you talked about is great. I don't think I can do that. Can you help me? 
Mm, okay, definitely. And there's a lot of people as well. I mean, for us as well, who's scared to to take that step in doing video. They need guidance. They need support. So that's where we come in, right? I mean, that's for our business. Uh, Popcorn AI is also asking, what's your advice for those who have been consistent, but their engagement and viewership is still meh, flatline? <laughs> you don't need as much views and engagement as you think you do. Ah, this is the one we were talking about backstage. People, yeah, views. Can we talk about that? Yeah, people think that they need hundreds of thousands of views, millions of subscribers to make any money. It's not true. What's um, the truth then? The truth is you don't need you don't need everybody to watch your content. You need the right people to watch your content, right? So, like I'll give you a quick story. There is there was a I saw an interview on Think Media. Think Media is a, a another yeah. great YouTube channel. Uh, we follow um, it. So Sean Cannell, the guy from Think Media, was doing an interview with a girl who who owns a horse training facility, and she had just started her YouTube channel. Less, probably less than two or three months in, uh, you know, no, nothing impressive about the views. I don't even think she had hit 1K subscribers yet. Maybe she had, but within the first two months of posting content on YouTube, she had gotten a client from her YouTube content. Somebody was searching for horse training or something to do with, with horses in her area, saw her YouTube content. It was like, hey, they're close enough to me. Customer. Mm, okay, got it. And, and most of those videos that, that I saw on her channel, maybe 200 views, 300 views. Not a massive subscriber count, yeah. And and there are people who are killing it who have less than fifty thousand subscribers, but it's yeah. because the right people are seeing their content. Not everybody mm -hmm. is seeing because everybody's not your customer, like we were just talking about. But mm -hmm. if you get the right people to see your content, they will eventually buy. Yeah, or I have a tell somebody who needs to buy about your content, and then they'll buy. Okay, I'm in your question. Okay. Now, um, I think tonight we've been, as we talk about uh, videos, I think we hear uh, a lot of things that's very consistent, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that comment is on the screen about views oh, and yeah. engagement. No, views are a vanity metric. Engagement is not. Oh, because okay. engagement means people are actually taking action based upon, like, like I said, most people are going to watch your content, say, cool story, bro, and keep it moving. But if but just clicking the like button, that's taking an action. That's making a decision. And, and most people aren't willing to do that just by seeing your content. So that's valuable. Making a comment and then engaging you in conversation, that's a bigger action. Uh, that's valuable. So engagement is a very, very valuable metric. So like more than views, I would be trying to grow engagement on your content more than anything else, because that means your content is spurring people into action. Even if it's not the final action of buying from you, um, people seeing that people are engaging with your content might spur them to action as well. So engagement is very, very valuable. Views, not so much, mm -hmm. but if you can start conversations, like a lot of deals go down in the comments, um, especially uh, or or in the DMs, especially on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, a lot of LinkedIn influencers, LinkedIn gurus, right now will tell you even if you're not going to post content, you need to be posting comments on other people's good content, and you can build an audience that way. 
that is so, so true. Yeah, I mean, you wanted to add? So, uh, I'm, we hear engagement, we hear consistency, we hear it's not about the equipment. I think this is something that we preach all the time whenever we talk about video. But there's something that's very intriguing for me tonight that I, I, I kind of like, I've never actually asked our speaker before this, right? We talk about talking to the right audience. I would like to know your thought process when you are looking for the right audience. What's your thought process on this? How do you find and identify right very clear that this is it? This is the group of people that I'm going to be serving. Okay. What's your thought process on that? You yeah. really need to think about who your products and services are for. Um, because that's that's the audience that you want. And and when it comes to narrowing that down even more, um, building your brand. <clears throat> through content of whatever type, not just video content, but content of whatever type, you need to sit down and think about what is it that you want to be known for? Um, because if you can sit down and a framework that a friend of mine who's been doing it way longer than me taught me um, is, I, I call it the four pillar framework, is I sit down with a client and I and I write out a grid of four boxes, a square with, with divided into four boxes. And I say, what do you want to be known for? What are the four things that when you come up in conversation, when your brand is mentioned, when somebody talks about you, what do you want to be known for? And if you can narrow down those four things, you write them in the boxes. And these and these should be things that you know cold, you know, or characteristics that that you naturally evoke. Um if you just say, I need to create a piece of content, you should be able to sit down, point at one of those boxes, and there's something that you can talk about about them. You know, right. like, so for me, it'd be like video marketing, how to create content, uh, personal branding, and, and uh, you know, how to... Uh, and a lot of how-to stuff because on my YouTube channel, I, I do a lot of product reviews and trying to do more tutorials and things like that. So it's like I'm I'm teaching people about how to do the thing, but also the value of doing the thing. And so those are the – I mean, and, and, I, and the reason I know it works is because we're here doing this right now, right? Like Definitely. a year ago, a year ago, y'all didn't know my name. Nope. Y'all had never heard of me. But since February of this year – well, the past couple months have been an exception because team overwhelm. But from February of this year, I started being really consistent on LinkedIn. I, I made a ton of LinkedIn videos. I put out a ton of content. That's why we're here having this talk right now. While I'm speaking to an audience in Malaysia and in India, why I've been on panels with companies in the UK, why I did a live stream last week with a company in Texas. A year ago, nobody was asking me for these things. But because I put my content out and I've been more consistent than the average bear, not as consistent as I want to be, but more consistent than your average person, now people are asking for these things. Now I'm getting on podcasts. Now I'm doing interviews. Like now there are people around the world who have seen my face, who have heard my name and know what I'm about. That wasn't happening a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I know it works. Mm -hmm. That's right. So it's your you, video. It was, mm -hmm. yeah. It, that's how I found you. It's your video, and I found that your video is very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I, I I sense I sense that you're very real, very authentic, and also at the same time I like your background. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, that's, but that's part of what we're talking about, right? So, yeah, exactly. So like you had somebody who mentioned like my setup looks awesome, my the the background, the lighting, all that stuff. 
all of that to me is part of my personal brand. Like, and that's why I'm like, I can't do webcams, bro. I'm not going to let Zoom kill my brand. <laughs> okay, got like, it. <laughs> like, this is part of my brand. Like, I had to me, as the video guy, the person, the video creator for professionals, the person who is going to help my clients show up in the best way possible, how can I not show up in the best way possible? This is part of my brand. This is part of my authority. I've gotten on a 150-person Zoom call and been and been acknowledged out of all those little squares because somebody could see my image clear, saw my microphone and they're like, yo, his setup looks dope. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's totally, you know, you could totally do like a class just by, you know, teaching people how to set up. That's it. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see your background looks nice. Yeah, and also um, Popcorn is saying, Popcorn AI is saying, Hold on, sorry. Okay. Oh, for the punch light, I think it's kind of dark. Is that intentional for effect? Oh, that's sweet. Omar. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's intentional. I pre- like my personal style. I like very dramatic, moody lighting. So, like, yeah. I don't, I don't like the the high key commercial look. Um, this I, 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 I'm, I'm not it. a model. We ain't doing beauty commercials over here. <laughs> okay. Is the I, light in your No, I'm using LED panel, so the lights are not super hot. So you're not melting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. No, I'm. It's actually cold here right now. Like I, I'm in. I'm in the hoodie. I'm good because it's. It's probably about sixty-five degrees in my office right now because we don't have the heat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. We're quickly running out of time. It is mm-hmm. ten eighteen now, which your time is nine eighteen a.m. Um, I do have a question. Um, if I'm creating content and consist, okay, we've already gotten that. Um, how do we come up with ideas on creating videos? How do we not run out of it? Is there a method of getting ideas for well, videos quickly? What's your We advice? step back to that 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 four pillar framework that I was talking uh-huh. about. Mm-hmm. What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to think of when they think of you? What mm-hmm. do you want to become the face of? Like, especially because mm-hmm. a, a lot of content that you're making, the majority of the content that you're making should be serving the end user, right? So it should be something I tell people, make actionable content, make videos where the person who watches it at the end of that two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, 10 minutes, even YouTube loves videos that are over 10 minutes. If you didn't know. Uh, So at the end of that video, have there be something that the person who watched it can take away with them and start putting into action and, and, and change something, whether that's in their personal life, their business, their branding, whatever it is, there's gotta be something that they can take away and use. Um, if you do that, and, and the thing is, it doesn't have to be super complicated. So when you use that four pillar framework, you've got your four boxes. You know the four things that you want to be, um, you you want to be known for. One thing out of each of those boxes is a month's worth of content. Mm, okay, got if it. You want to put out one video a week? Point to a box. All right, mm-hmm. that's the. What's a subject that I can speak on for two minutes about? How to how to do your first camera setup? You know, using me as an example. You know, how, how to set up how to set up a better Zoom, you know, Zoom call. Okay, I know I can speak on that for two minutes. Video for week one. Uh, next part. How to incor- how to use video to better your personal branding or or something along those lines. Okay, I got a video for week two. Um, how to how to buy a camera used on eBay. That's a video I've been intending to do for a long time. I need to get to work. Um, 
so so right there that's if i'm doing one video a week i just came up with three weeks of material in in two minutes mm -hmm. that okay got it so basically it's those four pillars yeah yeah, it's yeah. it's break down what you want to be known for and then keep start with the basics because most people don't have time for more than the basics. Like because if you're if you're going to get deeper than the basics, you're not going to be able to keep it to micro content. You're going to get into something that's going to be a, a bigger video, a training or something like sure. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we're talking about your daily, weekly, monthly social media content, start with the basics. And, and here's something that trips a lot of people up. Okay. If you're an expert in whatever it is that you do, you are blind to your brilliance, to the amount of knowledge that is contained within you. Because there are concepts, there are things, there are terms that are everyday to you that are a foreign language okay. to yeah. anybody else on the other side. You know, like if I start talking camera terms like like aperture, ISO, uh, the rule of thirds, like any of that stuff, people's eyes start glazing over. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's basic camera stuff. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's really interested in learning about cameras, I can make a series of videos on that. Absolutely. We were just talking about this today, right, Ami? Yeah. And for that statement, I would say this. <laughs> Somebody's so happy because we downloaded a lot of video memes. Okay, Alex, not I'm much time. Use all of this. I yeah. do have one more question, which is very, very important. Is the choice of social media platform important? Which platforms do I focus on? How do I know which one? It depends on what where your audience is. Um, ah. Social media platform can be a, a very important choice. So, mm -hmm. so knowing what kind of audience exists on what platform is what should be the determining factor of what platform you invest time in. Um, also, how long you want your content to live? Because if we're talking about most social media platforms, content doesn't live very long. It, like most, most things that you put up, they're gone within 24 to 48 hours, um, or they're not really being seen after that unless something happens to go viral. So if you really need your content to live for a long time, put it on YouTube, put it on your website, put it on Vimeo. If if it's that daily, weekly, monthly content where it's not supposed to last for very long, then put it on one of those social media platforms. Um, if your business is more of a B2B thing, you're probably going to want to be on LinkedIn. If you're if you're more of a low ticket everyday item that that the common people use, you're probably going to have more luck on Facebook and Instagram. If you're if you're aimed at a younger audience, you really need to be getting into TikTok. Uh, you know, and, and I hear that even Snapchat is still a thing. Sort of, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, in the U.S., yes. Not yes. so over here. Mm. Yeah. So, so, and and being contextual to those platforms is important. Uh, and there's crossover. So it, it's not only B two B brands that should be on LinkedIn. There's a lot of value in B two C brands being on LinkedIn because at the end of the day, every one of us is a C. When we get mm -hmm. when, when the doors close, when we go home, every one of us is a consumer. So if you got a, a consumer brand, a consumer facing brand, you might make some valuable relationships on LinkedIn. It really depends on what your goals are and what kind of audience you're trying to cultivate, where you should be. Um, if if you're an older audience, like 35 and up, you should probably be on Facebook. If you're a, a, a mid-level audience where you're trying to get people in their mid-20s up to 40, then Instagram is probably where you need to be. It, 
you know, like things like that. And also the type of business you have. So um, like I talked to one dude where his brand started out on Instagram and they had to move over to LinkedIn because they were developing an education platform. Education doesn't really work on LinkedIn. Um, Even though they were aimed at younger users, education is just something that is really, really hard to build an audience for for on on uh, Instagram. But when he got on LinkedIn, he blew up. He had massive success, even though he was mostly aiming at college students because college students, high school students, they're getting a lot smarter and they're getting a, a, a lot more hip to to thinking about the future. So there's a lot of college students and even high school students who are starting to build LinkedIn profiles and put up content. So, you know, yep, it works right. for him. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think like for the US, you can join as young as 16, depending on the year, uh, I mean, on the country's uh, legislation or something like that. Okay, so it's 1025. I'm, uh, if you guys have any questions, let me know. But I think that's all the time we have for Amin. Or do you have any more questions? I think I'm good. We can go to the rapid fire round. So Alex, okay, let's, okay. Yeah. let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, cool. So what's the three biggest misconception people have about creating videos? That it has to be expensive, that it has to be complicated, and that they can't do it. Okay, got it. And what are your top three tips for businesses to get started on the video journey? Uh, empower your employees. You might find that you have somebody on staff already who would love to be doing this stuff and and you need to give them a shot. Because if somebody is going to go ahead and take the bit between their teeth and lead the pack, let them do it. Let them take the burden off your shoulders. You can still show up on camera and look pretty. But if you got somebody who wants to to want to help you produce the content, let them go. Okay. And what is the mindset I need to have in order to be a successful video creator? Uh, it's not about you. It's about them. Make sure that make sure that most of the and and that's not to say that some of your content can't be selfish. Some of it can be about you. Some of it can be, you know, we're so great or we're doing this or there's this sale going on or there's this new product. But that should be only about 20 percent of your content. 80 percent of it should be stuff that's valuable to the end user, to the person who's watching. Okay, last two questions. Where do you think the future holds in terms of video and in this area? Uh, where, where do you see the opportunities for companies and individuals? How best can we prepare? Um, just start doing it now. It's, it's like the thing is, video is not the future. Video is the now. It's here. It's already it's already being implemented. Like the and even people like us who are in heavily invested in video, we're not really early adopters. No, uh, we're late. I think. Yeah. So. So, but there's still room for you. That's another okay. big misconception that people think there's not room for them right now. People say everybody has a YouTube channel, everybody has a podcast, everybody's on Instagram. Like, no, there's still room for you because everybody, everybody's audience is not your audience. They, you may be talking about the same stuff, saying seeing things in a similar way, but I guarantee you, the audience that you build will be dramatically different from the next person. Wow. Even if we're doing the same thing, we're talking about the same thing. Wow. Thank you so much. Because your personality will attract different people. And the way that you speak and articulate yourself and your concepts and your value is is just going to attract different people. Wow. Okay. Rizal Rizal is saying, damn, I'm full. (laughs) The knowledge filled me up. Okay. Good. Good job, especially in this pandemic. Yeah. Um, Okay, hang on. Before the last question, if you had one advice to give businesses out there with respect to all this um, and running a business during these challenging times, what would it be? 
Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Uh, one reason that a lot of businesses don't start doing video content or working with people like me is because there's they're so worried about you know ROI. Uh, video is a long term game. You're not going to see a boatload of cash come in tomorrow because you started putting up video. Uh, it, and you got to be ready for that. You got to know that it's a long term strategy and that it, you got to be mentally prepared to be in it for the long haul. Okay, yeah. got it. You Definitely. you are so convincing that even our chat bot, Popcorn AI, wants to know how do you incorporate Popcorn AI into a video? We'd like to hear. <laughs> how do we incorporate AI into the video? A, a, a mutant chat bot. I am not sure. That is something I would have to think about. Okay, when you have the answer, let okay, how? Run I, it by Alex. Just, run it by yeah, we can just have like a screen. Uh-huh. With, with the AI you know, just typing, yeah, yeah, just over the texting, yeah. <laughs> There's this guy, I don't know whether he's from India or what, and, and people are sending out all the snapshot of him commenting on on other people's posts, you know, like, <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, this man got married to, to um, that man is, uh, that guy is not a woman, something like that, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> his comments are hilarious. He's kind of like God on Twitter. Sorry, I follow God uh, on Twitter. You know what I mean? God on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, last question for you. What is next for you, Alex? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are your plans? Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been quiet for a while. Trying to make enough money that I can keep these editors paid, so I don't have to keep editing <laughs> all the video. <laughs> Because editing know, takes the right? longest time in my business, and I need that off my plate so I can grow the business. And so I've just started using uh, freelance editors, and so I, I need to keep these editors happy so that I I don't get stuck editing everything. Where are you Wait, getting ideas from? Yeah, we were about to say, is it like Fiverr yeah, yeah, or, or what's the other one? No. Well, one's a friend who who just decided he wants to help me out with my business. Um, another is a guy I found via Craigslist. Um, Fiverr is something that I probably will start doing eventually. Um, there's if you if you need an editor, you can find them. Yeah. Okay, got it. There's lots of freelancers, especially during these challenging times where people are looking for a job. Um, uh, Omar is saying, but that horse girl. Uh, did make money soon after she put up the video. So it wasn't that long after, I guess. It dep- um, if your stuff is the right stuff and it's targeted to the right people, change can happen quickly. Just, but you just have to realize that that's the exception, not the rule. Okay. Right. So it's very, very rare, but it does yeah. happen, right? Okay. Thank you so much, Alex. I, I think it was so informative today. Everything was just bam, bam, bam. I loved mm-hmm. it. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any, if there's anything that you guys got from today's session, let us know in the comment section, what was the biggest learning for you? For me, it is actually be your own, the author of your own story, rather than waiting for people to hear about it from somebody else, you know, especially TMZ, probably not going to get me correct. I mean, what's yours? <laughs> the four pillars. I love the four pillars today. Oh <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, Kathy, you think, thank you, Alex. Very insightful. Everybody's saying it's so insightful. Auntie May is saying thanks. Great info. Kind of thing. So awesome. we're going to see that in your video. Okay. Auntie May kind of thing. And you can tag Alex. Are you on Facebook as well? I'm sure you are. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook. If you search for Alex Minor, um, I think it's if, for my like video creator page. I think it's facebook.com slash the Alex Minor. Mm, okay. Or you can Got look it. for IM Media, which is my company, E Y E A M M E D I A. 
Okay, got that. Um, Tati is saying, my learning is just do it and just be me. Yes, that's true. Popcorn AI down. also has a learning is to bug the popcorn team to do more British shit. Where you <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, don't buy cheap chatbots, okay? Uh, four pillars, somebody's saying four pillars. Somebody's saying thanks a bunch, Alex. You're Thank a major. You. <laughs> yeah, you're a major, definitely. Appreciate um, it. There's always room for you. Oh, that's that's really, really good. Mine is the gold nuggets, according to Edgar. Mm. Hey, you're not bug soul today. Nice. Um, on Facebook, she's bug soul. Yeah, she's on LinkedIn today. Exactly. Thank you so much, Alex. That was really, Thank really so much, positive. Alex. But you cannot go yet because you got to wrap before you go. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Quick one, quick one. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've been away for a long time and cats got comfortable in my absence. Forgetting the ball for me, it's like chugging the fifth of absence. And upon the beat, so you best to go grab your hazmat, into your armories and make sure you're equipped with mad clips. I'm not the same cat you last had encounters with. My tolerance is gone. My patience, I'm growing out of it. Hopping on your throne just to tip it over while flipping both birds. This the new millennium version of Brit. Uh, this the new millennium version of Bridges over. I'm better than ever and never been more focused than right now. I'm putting these letters together, we're getting these lame jokers to pipe down. I'm more good with and better be complicated. Uh, I'm walking the window vendetta and better be compensated for my creation because uh, I can't remember the rest. It's been a long time. <laughs> All right, that was amazing. Thank you. That was amazing. Amy's not saying, all right. So connect with Alex here on LinkedIn. Um, we need to get your Facebook. But thank you so much, Alex. That was thank amazing. you so much, Alex. It's been pleasure. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very so much ever... for the opportunity. Oh, you yeah. are so welcome. Popcorn AI is saying chewa. Okay, that's um uh, Malay goes chewa means it's freaking awesome kind of thing. So everybody's yeah. like going through the roof. Thank you, thank you. That was lit. Yeah. Yes, that <laughs> was lit. I had a uh, rapper before. Th yeah, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. Christmas coming up. Yes, Merry Christmas. Right. Happy, yeah, Happy New Year to you. So. You just had Thanksgiving, right? Yep. About to be Christmas soon. Thank you so much. And everybody saying this has been awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much. So we're just going to put you backstage for a moment. Uh, we'll catch mm -hmm. up with you later. We're going to talk about other things that's happening. But thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you. you so much, Alex. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, that was awesome. So <laughs> um, I hope that was super insightful for you guys. We yeah. certainly learned a lot. Um, I mean, love the four pillar. I love the four pillar. That was so insightful. We're definitely, if um, we are going to do a conference next year, virtual one. So everybody's invited. Uh, we're going to let you know how much it costs, but we're definitely going to get Alex back. But uh, before we go off, can we quickly show what's happening next week? If you, yep, love next... today, you love the community, come for the next one. We're going to have a class. It's happening on Monday, right? 7th. Yep, where Sherwin is going to be sharing relationship sharing, how to have your customers keep coming back, whether you're selling pots and pans on social media or if you're in sales, you know, and you have to go, um, you know, you have to connect with your customers to sell. This is the future of selling. Um, come to our class. It's free and it's limited to 100 people, right? Happening on Monday. Yep, yep. The links are in. Popcorn AI, stop thinking about having video. Can you please put the link there? Thank you very much. Um, and then uh, we have two more episodes for this year on Just Langar. Next week, we are going to be talking about on Thursday, 8 p.m. We're going to be talking to Marissa Ang about leadership tactics that will help you win in 2021. So if you love all these mindset things, then this is definitely for you and how you can build your team and bring them forward in 2021. Next, um, the week after Thursday, we're going to end it off with the seven steps to 
become a titan or a business influencer authority in your chosen niche. So this is something that I'm excited about because again, this guy brought in, successfully built up BNI in India and built it up to 100,000 followers or you know right. uh, BNI members in the first year. Amazing, absolutely amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you so and much. Just a quick reminder. Hold on. A quick reminder. Yeah. Uh, 2021 student intake is happening, right? The link Ooh. is down on the comment. And come and join us in our social media platform. We are active in LinkedIn, LinkedIn Facebook, YouTube. Always a pleasure to serve you guys. Uh, I had fun tonight. Yeah. Super fun. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye.